Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. You're listening to the Wild 7 Podcast Network. Listen different. Welcome back to another episode of Simpin' After Dark. It's your girl, Ashley Mendoza. Super excited to be here today for another solo episode. Um, I have a lot to talk about today. It's like the universe wanted me to talk about this because... Um, there was so many just things that were just lining up, you know, like all the social media platform platforms, like everywhere, like Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and it all came together. So I think it'll be a fun little um, day of me getting into that. This is actually super um, fresh, I guess. It's um, current. That's the word I'm looking for. It's Tuesday today and I'm dropping this tomorrow. So this is all like trending topics and news and drama and just all that so i'm sure it'll be fun um also really quick if everyone can do me a solid and go follow on instagram amigas the series um we just made an instagram for this spanish telenovela web series that i've been working on i'm in it and i'm helping produce it um so that'll be coming out soon we have like one more day of shooting, I believe, and then um, April is going to get on it. So go follow that for updates and um, just everything to do with that. And of course, Wild 7 Studios as well. Shout out to them for hosting Simpin' After Dark every week. Um, yeah, let's get into this. So I'm going to be talking about Tanache today. I'm super excited because I've actually been meaning to have one of her songs featured on here. I really fuck with her music. She's super talented and super underrated. She just dropped an album, 333, this month, actually, the beginning of the month. And it was amazing. It was fantastic. I actually just got around to listening to the full thing in this past week. I had like a little self-care day the other day. I got in the tub with the oils and salts and candle, all that, wine. And I got wine today too. So I'm trying to maintain that vibe because um, I've been super emotional lately. I don't know what's going on with the planets or whatnot. It's not PMS because I've been like this for two weeks and it's not the week that's usually my emotional week. So I don't know what's going on. But anyway, this album got me in my feelings uh thematically it reminds me a lot of um Kelala's take me apart definitely like the sound is very different but thematically it's about you know going through a breakup like facing it head on and then just like the unraveling of your feelings and the building yourself back up and just the ups and downs the roller coaster of going through a heartbreak and a breakup all that dealing with the toxic relationship I feel like Tanache sings about toxic relationships a lot, actually. So I think it'll be very relatable for lots of people out there. And um, yeah, oh, the song that I'm talking about is called Unconditional. It was actually really hard to pick a song because I'm telling you this album, 333, I don't know if I mentioned it already, is like bop after bop after bop. Like the whole thing is fucking amazing. Um there is a few songs. I think Last Call is one of like the last songs. 
That's really good. She has a song with Cash Page. I think it's called Angel or Angels. It's directly after Unconditional. Um, and then a few before, like Pasadena, I think may have been one of the singles possibly. And um, the one of the first songs. There's a few really good ones. Like it really was hard to pick just one. But I think this song I picked because uh, it kind of goes along with like some other things that I wanted to talk about. So, yes. The name of the song is Unconditional. So for this episode, just like a little pre-cap, I'll be talking about the idea of unconditional love and um, how romanticized it is and how harmful it can actually be. And um, we're going to be talking about Mama's Boys, kind of like a sidebar that's more to do with like uh, current issues on the internet this past week. And, um, yeah, a bunch of other toxic shit, uh, alpha males, that whole fucking bullshit. Um, yeah, so this album, oh, by the way, Unconditional, which was, it was weird to me that this song stood out to me also because I, when I was like looking into it, saw that it is produced by Kate Trinata, who's an amazing producer and DJ. And actually in 2019, his album Bubba one of my favorite songs on there was You Bring Out the Worst in Me, or I think it's called Worst in Me, but it's uh, featuring Tanache. So them two together, like, I don't know what it is, but they made magic with this song. And uh, it's one of the, I wouldn't say slower songs on the album, but definitely compared to the other songs, a lot of them are more like upbeat, which is like, I love that contrast between like what she's like singing about and like how the song actually comes out. So definitely go check that album out if you haven't. I can't believe it took me this long to get into it, but it's definitely one of my favorite albums so far this year. Like, I'm obsessed. I don't know if it's just, like, my emotions on crack or what it is, but I really do fuck with it. All right, so basically, unconditional love is, you know, this whole idea of, like, being a ride or die, and I've talked about that, I think, before, how um, I think people are waking up to how toxic that idea is. And how unconditional love shouldn't be a thing. And how it's not a bad thing. Like, to say that, like, a love is, it has conditions or, like, boundaries or whatever it is, that's okay. It doesn't make your love fake or any less real or whatever it is. It's just you putting yourself first. Not in, like, a selfish way or in a way that's, like, you're not, like, valuing your partner. It's just in a way where, like, if you love someone and they're not doing the right things or they're not making you happy anymore or they're not putting your feelings first or like considering your feelings, you don't need to ride or die for that person. Your love should not be unconditional for that person because clearly they don't value you like that. So, you know, like definitely do not fall into the unconditional love fucking bullshit ideology it's it's not healthy all right and that's what I love about this song is like in a way it does kind of romanticize it because the song is so good and it's relatable the lyrics like if you've ever been a fucking sucker or like a fool for someone where like you just love them no matter what you'll definitely relate to this but I like how it has like a little switch up in the middle like a little um, bridge into like the second half And um, I love that shit. Like, I've talked about that before. Like, Frank Ocean Nights, when he has, like, that little beat switch. Kehlani had that in her um, song, I think. Was it open from her It Was Good Until It Wasn't album? I know it was a song that I had done on here before. So, I think that was it. Um, But, yeah, I love that. When it, like, makes you feel like it's you're traveling through time to, like, a different perspective or just, like, the flip side of the coin, or any of that. So, um, actually, the clip that I picked for this episode, like, to show you guys, it includes that part, because it's just so pretty, so beautiful. I love it. Um, Actually, let's go ahead and start with that, so you guys know what the fuck I'm talking about. And uh, go listen to that after this episode, obviously, or, like, pause, go listen, come back, whatever. I would give you one
uh, tell me that shit does not fucking go. Like, I'm ready to fucking turn the shit off and go listen to it again. But I won't because I got to get into this. Verse one. She says, feed my silence. Makes my heart so cold. You don't call me. Take my pulse. I can't feel it anymore. Like, damn, she's going balls deep into this. Like, she will do anything for this person. Like, her life obviously revolves around this person. She's talking about, take my pulse. I can't feel it anymore. Like, they're going through it, and she just, like, can't focus on life. And that is the worst feeling when, like, you can't eat, you can't sleep right, you can't focus. Like, you have no energy for everything, for anything, because you're just, like, heartbroken or you're going through it in a relationship or going through a breakup or whatever it is like you can't focus on life like that's what that line means to me like take my pulse I can't feel it anymore like I'm an autopilot I'm not really focused on life right now I'm just sad and going through it so that shit I was like oh my god then she says um waiting on my love to walk through the door waiting for you I'm waiting for you and then the chorus is keep my hopes up every time I don't even know how we set the bar so low. I forgive you for whatever you've done to me. That's how much I love you. That's how much I fuck with you. I would give you room to figure it all out. That's how much I'm stuck with you. Jeez, like, Lord. That's why I'm saying, like, unconditional love is not healthy. Like, you see, like, the way that she's singing about it, and she, like, describes it, like, so beautifully. Like, well, like, a dark, twisted way, obviously. But... Yeah, like, just being so vulnerable and, like, admitting how, like, when you are so fucking, like, unhealthily about someone, aka when you're a ride or die, like, you're literally sitting there letting your hopes get brought up every time, thinking that, like, oh, maybe they'll come through this time, but you're aware of it. Like, she says, I don't even know how we set the bar so low. Like, she fucking knows what it is. Like, she's not stupid. And that's the thing, like, when people are in a love like this, like, they're not stupid it's just, I think these are, like, diehard romantics. People that are, like, all about that romanticized, like, toxic love. It's sick, honestly. But, um, yeah, and then the last line of the chorus is, unconditional love comes with a price. And that part right there, yes, because it does. Like, people want you to be their ride or die so bad, but they don't understand that unconditional love comes with a price. And that price is your dignity, your energy, your fucking soul, your heart, your focus, like, all of that, your tears, that's just not okay, like, when someone's dragging you through that, just because they know that you're gonna continue to be there, like, they're too comfortable, like, maybe they do love you, but what it is, is that they're too comfortable, and they know that you're always gonna be there, and they kind of, like, brainwash you in a way to believing that, like, you're a real one for fucking sticking around through all this bullshit. Like, yeah, you real. Yeah, no. No, you're stupid. We've all been that stupid before. And that's why I need this idea of unconditional love to die. No, love needs to come with conditions. You should not be stuck with someone forever because you promised to love them. I believe in divorce. I believe in breaking up dump him right now if you're not happy if they're not valuing you and if it's just not working anymore like you can only put up a fight for so long you know so she's definitely like super just like vulnerable and just like laying it out as it is like yo i'm a fucking dumb bitch but um i respect that because i'm a dumb bitch sometimes we've all been dumb bitches men and women bitches gender neutral let me remind you that's when we go into like the bridge transitions to let's see so she says two steps two steps forward one step back we can never stay on track so this is where she's like starting to get more real with herself like realizing like when she her last lyric before the little bridge was unconditional love comes with the price so this is where she's going to talk about it so she says spent all day avoiding your phone and then she says, now we both back a square one. I know it hurts when I'm not there. Don't understand why you're so scared. Push me away, then wonder where. Where is the one who always cared? Damn, who needs to hear that? I know a lot of people out there who are probably 
going through something with someone where it's like, really? You didn't understand? You hear all the time when people are like, oh my God, I did not see the breakup coming. I did not see it coming. It was just out of nowhere. Like, I don't know what I did wrong. Really? Don't play dumb. Do not play dumb. Because clearly here, she's talking about how like two steps forward, one step back, we can never stay on track. That means they do this all the time. It's like this fucking infinite dance in hell of just like, mm, 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 we're getting better. Oh, no, we're not. We're getting, mm, no, that's fucking annoying. It's unhealthy. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So she's recognizing that, and she's kind of just like calling him out now like, really? You don't understand? You don't understand? Well, guess what? I don't understand why you're so scared trying to act like you're scared to be lonely. Because if you were so scared to be alone or scared to lose me, you wouldn't be treating me this way. And actually, if you listen to like the whole album, I could totally do an episode on the whole album. But uh, it would be a long one because I'm telling you, like, it's great just like thematically beginning to end. And it just kind of sounds like it was toxic. He kind of uses her. It's not really a solid enough relationship. They don't really see each other enough. Um, It's been on and off for a minute. That's what it kind of sounds like from listening to the lyrics from the whole album, previous songs. So then, yeah, it's back to the chorus. So it's a new chorus for the second half of the song. She says, so I guess if you want me, you got me, baby. I'm yours now. They want a ticket to ride. Well, sorry, little baby. We sold out. And I dare you to find somebody who's going to be more down. If we fighting for love, little baby, I'm ready to throw down. Oh, geez. So I guess if you want me, you got me, baby. I'm yours now. Wow. So, you know, it's like pretty standard toxic relationship dynamic where you go through the motions of like trying to make it work. And then like you snap out of it because you do know what's going on. You're aware on some level And then it's like a drug, like you just get a little hit of it and you're just like ready to throw down now for this love, like fight to the death for this love, even though you were just complaining. Like she says, I dare you to find somebody who's going to be more down. And that's like the whole ride or die thing. Like why try to like even brag about how down you are? Like don't be down. Don't be that down. Are they that down for you? I don't think so. And being down for someone isn't just like always being there through the fights. Like I think being down for someone is like actually like riding for them in like a healthy way. Like supporting them through everything. Being there for for them when they're going through it. Or like just there to check up on them and their mental health and love them and spend time, quality time acts of service, all that, all the love languages, you know what I'm saying? And if that's the case, you can find somebody else who's going to be down for that. And maybe you both should move on and find somebody who's going to do that because that is real love and that's healthy love. 
But, like, this whole, like, calling each other, like, ride or dies or being down for each other, holding it down, blah, blah, blah. Mm-mm. Like, that's nothing to brag about. That's nothing to try to hold your partner, like, up to, you know? Like, that's not, like, a standard. That's healthy. And then the outro is, like, super short, and it kind of goes into the intro of the next song with uh, Cash Page, Angels. Um, but it ends... And I think it's her dad, and he's saying, not only are the masks shed off, but also the notion that war is romantic. The idea that there are heroes, and these heroes are supposed to be idolized, and idolized because of what they do in war. So that is, like, beautiful as fuck, super poetic. I don't know if he wrote that, if he's reading something. I'm not sure, but I really love that, comparing it to war, like how we idolize heroes in war. But it's, like, really, what is war? It's bloodshed. It's violence. It's horrific. But yet, there's still heroes, and there's still winners and losers, and battles won and lost, all that. It's very romanticized, and it's just kind of putting that into perspective, like, how fucked up it is that we like idealize this like unhealthy toxic love like this back and forth this ride or die notion you know like we need to take the rose colored glasses off because why are we like really romanticizing this so definitely go listen to the rest of the album listen to it like front to back it's amazing it's 16 songs um i can't wait to listen to it again i've only listened to it like twice all the way through two or three times um but i can't wait to listen to it some more it's really good so i do have uh just some tweets like how i was telling you guys how just like everything was just pointing to talk about this um i seen a few tweets uh this one is by at sef said s-e-f-f said and it's a quote by unknown It says, a person who truly loves you will never let you go or give up on you, no matter how hard the situation is. And, like, the fact that people, like, like and retweet this and, like, believe this shit, like, eat it up is insane. Because, like, if you just, like, put some scary music behind it, like, while I read it, it's terrifying. Damn, I should have got some fucking scary music to read it with next time, next time. But, yeah, for real, like, really? No matter how hard the situation is, we'll never, what? Like, you got me fucked up. Like, if the situation is hard, I'm leaving. There is no reason to fucking ruin your life. What? So that was one. One. And then there was one that was really good. I posted it on the Simp and IG, IG stories by at Lil Tiger Lotus. That's a cute name. She said, too many people think unconditional love means unconditional tolerance. You can love someone to the moon and back and still have boundaries. Boundaries don't diminish the amount of love you have in your heart. And she worded that perfectly. Because, like, when you say ride or die, like, that means you're going to fucking die. You could still love someone and not be a ride or die. Like, you can love someone from a distance. You could love someone and know that you do not need to be together. And that's what she's, like, saying here. And I love it because it kind of just, like, um, points to the whole thing about boundaries. Like, if someone's not going to respect your boundaries, then you don't need to be with them. Because if they're going to be, like, starting a fight about your boundaries or not respecting them, then maybe just who they are is just their character. That's who they are. And they should, as much as you love them, they should go find someone that is okay with those things. That their boundaries don't, like... The boundaries aren't a conflict with their character. Because at the end of the day, if you could find someone who, like, none of your, like, morals or values or, like, ideas of what you view as respectful, like, if you find someone where that all aligns, that's going to be a smooth-ass fucking cruise in the park love. And everyone deserves that. But meanwhile, because I don't know how easy that is to find, you need to find someone who you love enough that you are willing to respect their boundaries and it doesn't bother you it doesn't feel like it's a like attack on your character like if they ask you to not do this or like hey I would feel more respected if you did this like if you're taking that too hard then maybe those things are just like fucking in your DNA and you can't stop but leave that person alone then let them find someone who like they'll be like oh yeah no big deal because it's not a fucking big deal to them like it fucking hurts you that bad to like not do these things don't be with that person 
simple. And then there's another um, tweet that I posted on Instagram at Turtle Breezy said, I'm not interested in teaching anyone how to love me anymore. We're past that. We attract what we need now. And um, someone actually responded and they were like, oh, I actually don't agree with this. I think love is teaching someone how to love you and like, you know, just showing each other because if you're not, if you're just like brushing people off, then like, are you even trying, you know, type of thing. And I totally get that. But I guess for me, when I um, read this, it was more in the sense of like, if I have to feel like I'm like teaching a child something, it shouldn't feel like that, you know, like we're grown ass adults. Like if I have to feel like I'm literally like a teacher and you're a fucking preschooler and it's like, no, 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 stay inside the lines. Who the fuck wants to do that? Like, I don't want kids right now. What makes you think I want to fucking deal with someone acting like a child? But in terms of definitely like learning each other's love languages and teaching each other, yes, but it should be like a healthy mutual understanding where it's like, oh, I'm teaching you this. And you're like, oh, okay, great process it and then implement it versus like where I'm having to like fucking slap me on the wrist every time because like you're not fucking changing huh like nah 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 miss me with that like and nobody should be the one to fucking deal with that like once you reach a certain age you like learn these things and I get when you're younger it's like you think you can make anything work and that's why you live and you learn and that's why I think the only thing that can make someone truly like wise in love and all that is just experience and growth and just literally aging like getting older and that's why I think it's weird when like super older people date super younger people because like how are you gonna have all this experience and then like date someone way younger than you that has no fucking clue it's like gonna border manipulation so just watch out for that which also really ties into this tweet by I still chase He said, how your partner was raised is very essential to understanding who they really are and who you're dealing with. And this is very important because you got to like, I know I posted some things like it's more like a joke where it was like, oh, he said I'm not wifey material, but he wasn't even raised by a wife. Like that wasn't like a diss to um, unmarried moms at all because I 100% recognize that single moms or even unmarried moms, like, they work so hard, they put up with so much, they're so strong, all of that, obviously, so, like, it's not a diss to that at all, it's more of, like, um, you, your reality is kind of what you grew up with, so, like, if you grew up with, like, a single mom, to you, in your mind, like, a woman, should have to do all these things that you grew up seeing your single mom do when in reality if like you're looking for a wife you don't really know what that entails like because in a partnership in a marriage it should be like you know a split of the work or like based on like what you're able to do like a like not even equal but like equitable if that makes sense where it's like you know based on which I just like randomly had this thought in my head the other day about like, the way, like, work should be split in a partnership, it shouldn't really have to do with, like, um, money or, like, the value, which, like, that is a way. But what I was, like, figuring more is, like, say you split the work and then it's, like, all right, you're done. And then you see your partner is, like, still doing all this work. Like, you have all this free time and they don't. That doesn't really seem fair to me. Like, to me, it should be more, like, okay, we both worked this many hours at work and then we come home and now we both have to do this much work and then we can both relax together, separately or together, but it's like you both have an equal amount of like leisure time. Because if it's, you're splitting up the work and it's like, well, my work is done already and I have like six hours of leisure time and you only have two over here, that's kind of fucked up. So I don't know, think about it. That's a way because the way some people split chores and shit and some people be like, sitting around while the other one's still working does not sit well with me so yeah this whole like realizing how your partner is raised so you can see who they are and understand who they are it can apply to so many things not just like what I just mentioned like the single mom thing but just like even like the whole like um family dynamic like being a single child versus middle child versus the youngest versus the oldest all that like it's wild 
that's like getting into psychology, which I'm not a freaking licensed psychologist, therapist, any of that. So like, I don't want to speak too much on it because I didn't really dig into that. I'm kind of just like freestyling right now, but um, it definitely impacts the way that you just like live in society and the way you carry yourself in relationships, like any kind of relationship, not just like a romantic relationship, but with like friendships and business, whatever it is the way you were raised and like the dynamic that you're used to is going to like form your reality. So when people try to like tell you like, Hey, like this is how I do it. Like you need to find a way to compromise because both your realities are different. But like if neither of you are happy, then just drop it. If you're both going to be too stubborn because somebody's going to have to be willing to compromise and like both of you should compromise. And when you both compromise, there's going to be like a little bit of loss of satisfaction if you both aren't getting exactly what you want. You know, if you meet in the middle, it's like, well, you didn't get what you want. You didn't get exactly what you want. But finding a balance where you're both happy. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. And then that perfectly ties into this uh, last tweet I have about this subject which is, like, I'm telling you, like, everything was just lining up. I was like, I gotta do an episode on this. Because it all just literally just fell in my lap. It's beautiful. So this one's by Kehlani. So, hey, shout out Kehlani. She said, something healing has taught me a lot about is choosing to think of people in totality, not labeling anyone as inherently bad because of their faults. I choose to remember all of who they are in complexity. Everyone has the power to be beautiful and ugly. Human shit beautiful and ugly period human shit sorry i like mumbled the whole jumbled the whole sentence together but um yeah that like beautifully sums everything up and like ties it together into like a little final thought because although like your upbringing made you a certain way and although you are the way you are and your character is your character and although it may not have worked out with this person you aren't a bad person in totality And they are not a good person in totality. Like, you both have ugly sides to you. It's just kind of, like, recognizing when you need to, like, walk away from something. Because if your ugly is bringing out their ugly, it's going to get real motherfucking ugly. And in general, I don't think most people choose to be fucking, like, assholes or, like, a villain in anybody else's story. Like, sometimes you just are who you are and to you it was the right thing and to you you thought you were right maybe you are really fucking stubborn but in your head you're right but that doesn't mean that you're like the villain you know and it's just I like how she put that out there to remind everyone to like not like make out everybody that like you had like a clash with or falling out with or whatever as assholes like we're all doing our best nobody's perfect But just know how to remove yourself from a situation when it's no longer serving you before it makes you act uglier than you need to, you know? Once you're acting out of character, like, remove yourself from that because you can only try so many times before you realize, like, this just ain't going to work. 
So that also kind of brings me to like some other shit that was going down on Twitter this week. This week, last week. I don't know. It was like in the last few days and it was hilarious. That's why I love Twitter because just like it'll be like a topic, a tweet, something goes viral and it just like spins off into all these like subtopics, people like doing their own threads about it. And like now I'm going to talk about it. So what happened was this one dude, I can't remember who it was, couldn't tell you who it is. I forgot. But he basically was like, oh, like my wife always is asking for flowers, but like I just don't get it. Like I just don't get what the big deal is with flowers. And she just always wants me to get her flowers, but I just don't get her flowers. So obviously that turned into this whole fucking Twitter discourse about like flowers, getting your girl flowers. And just the polarity of like where guys and girls are at, um, obviously speaking from like a hetero relationship point of view where like dudes are like oh like what like it's just flowers i don't get the big deal like they just die anyway it's stupid like really you're gonna throw away a relationship over some flowers because girls started talking about like dump him then like i would just leave and i would too i get that and dudes like you would just throw it away over like that and then so women were like no you're the one throwing it away over flowers we're the ones removing ourselves from someone that can't do some basic, little, simple, cheap, easily accessible thing to make their woman happy. Trader Joe's has fucking cute ass, beautiful flowers, man. Like we got some the other day for the Amigas shoot, some beautiful white roses. They lasted almost three weeks. And now I'm propagating a little like thing because like they literally lasted forever. They're starting to grow roots. Like six, seven dollars probably. I don't even remember. But are you kidding me? You can't go buy some beautiful little flowers at Trader Joe's from anywhere. They are cheap flowers. You don't have to buy like a freaking fifty dollars dozen of roses, whatever. You can buy nice flowers, beautifully put together bouquets from anywhere online, get them sent, like depending on how like extra you want to go with it. But if you can't even do that, like, you don't fucking like your person. So what are you doing? What are you doing? And those are, that's, like, one of those little things where, like, you got to realize, like, this isn't their character. They're too stubborn to, like, do this for me. It really hurts them that bad to just do this for me. Like, they got to argue with me about this. Like, you are dealing with an argumentative-ass person. If all you're doing is asking for flowers and they're like, why, 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 why? Like, why the fuck would you want to fucking deal with that forever? And I'm sorry. I feel bad for that lady because he was talking about my wife. So they're married. Like, that's shitty. And I know it's not the biggest deal, but, like, sometimes it's the little things. Sometimes these little things do show you how much someone fucks with you, you know? Like, remember Ryan's Roses when, like, they would call up people and be like, oh, you want a free thing of flowers? Who do you want to send it to? And they would catch people cheating because they would, like, send it to their side hoe or some shit like the way i would kill someone imagine like you've just asked for flowers forever and then you find out like your fucking bum ass dude is sending them to like his side bitch like that shit is scary like ryan's roses traumatized me i was in what like elementary middle school oh my god like that'll show you how fucked up people are like you got your woman here asking you for something and then you're sending them to the side bitch you a hoe for that and I hope all of them got divorced or dumped, whatever. So something else I kind of wanted to talk about since this episode is kind of about unconditional love <laughs> is a men's rights activist's favorite fucking quote from, I guess, I think it's Chris Rock had like a stand up. It was like one of his bits or something where apparently he says like, only women, children, and dogs are loved unconditionally. A man is only loved under the condition that he provides something. So, disclaimer, I haven't seen his show. I don't know what comes before this quote or after it. So, my little rant is not at Chris Rock or, like, whatever. It's just about this idea in a vacuum, okay? Um, that's bullshit, first of all. 100% bullshit. Really? You're going to sit here and lie like women are loved unconditionally? Maybe children and dogs, like, for sure. Okay, I could see that. I could reason with that. But women? Are you serious? Under a patriarchy? No fucking way. Like, women are only 
respected or treated nice. And I won't say only, but definitely we've all heard of pretty privilege, right? And um, that's a whole nuanced topic on its own. So I'm not going to even really speak on that as like the overlying like issue. But I do kind of want to reference just, I guess, like a subcategory of that being that like if you look really good or like you're attractive, sexually attractive to a man, they're most likely going to treat you better in certain circumstances because there is also downfalls to the quote unquote pretty privilege where like if you look pretty, like men will think you're like not capable. But with I think that is why like men will offer to like help pretty women more like they go stupid like their blood rushes to their freaking penis and they can't think straight they're just like oh pretty woman needs help like no offense men but like you can't even disagree with me like y'all joke about this all the time like like you're thinking with your other head or whatnot um but yeah so like think about the women that aren't conventionally attractive and how much less willing men are to help them or how much they'll like turn a blind eye to be like oh I don't I didn't see her over there struggling to pick up that box or this and like of course this isn't all men like I'm talking about obviously like the men right activist type men like meninists like there are of course many great men that will like see any woman that needs help lifting a box or doing this or that I'm just using that as an example because like I'm fucking weak so like I like when people offer to like lift shit for me but um yeah like there's so many other instances where like it's the same thing and like funny thing is I found this quote I was like looking there was like different websites but I was like oh reddit let me click on that and it's literally the men's rights subreddit and the freaking replies are insane so I don't know if I like sidetracked too much but it was from Chris Rock's little quote right about women children dogs are the only ones loved unconditionally a man is only loved under the condition that he provides something and then somebody was like one of the replies says fellas when you wake up in the morning you should look yourself in the mirror and say fuck you fuck your hopes fuck your dreams fuck your plans fuck everything you thought this life was gonna bring you now let's go out there and try and make this bitch happy sir what this is why nobody fucking likes you meninist fucking fake ass men's right activist. Because you're a bitch. You sound like a bitch. Stop fucking talking like that. Like nobody says fuck your dreams to men. We have different expectations, you know, quote unquote, like gender roles, whatever in society. But a lot of these are because of the patriarchy. So if you cared about these things and you wanted like rights and equality for men, if there's equality for women, there's equality for men. So like. Why are you against unraveling the patriarchy? It would literally benefit you if this is how you feel. Like, if you feel like there's too much pressure in the gender role that's, like, put upon you, then come on. Like, y'all be victimizing yourself way too much. And then this other guy was like, I divorced my bitch, so my energy goes to making me happy. Okay, good for you, man. Good. I'm glad. So moving on from that, let's uh, kind of segue now into, I know everybody fucking saw this. I'm sure it was on Instagram, Twitter, but it started from TikTok. This fucking grown ass man, I am not going to mention his username, his handle, whatever, because I don't want to give him no clout because I think he's trying to like promote his music and be a rapper. So doing the whole outrage marketing or whatever it's called where like you cause like a huge outrage to get like your views up your interaction whatever so i'm sure it worked but like the way all your fans are gonna be fucking misogynists man like and if you're okay with that then you're a misogynist you know like if you're okay with starting an outrage and getting the attention and views and interaction of like a certain group of people that means you don't mind that group of people that means you probably fuck with that group of people that means you probably identify with that group of people that means that group of people is your demographic so therefore you ain't shit either right so um i got a clip of one of the videos and mind you his entire tiktok is just dedicated to just like saying super misogynistic dumb shit but um here's the one that i came across and the one that mostly went viral on twitter and like I'm gonna put it out there right now. He's getting fucking dragged to hell and back by fucking everybody. Like men, women, 
older women, like grandmas, like everybody. I'm telling you, it's pretty great. It's pretty satisfying. Like I've seen probably like at least 10 videos of him getting dragged by women on TikTok and it's hilarious. Like it's probably redundant for me to even like go in. So I won't too much because it's pretty self-explanatory. I think we can all agree this man fucking sucks. But just in case anyone hasn't heard it and uh, needs to be aware of how fucking scary dudes are, like how embarrassing, just take a listen, take a listen. Why is it that even beautiful women, bad bitches are single today? It's simple, feminism. Feminism taught you one that you a queen, you God's gift to this earth, you the prize. No the fuck you ain't. No you ain't. You ain't a queen. You ain't never gonna be my queen because you ain't my mother. You don't love me unconditionally. You love me under conditions. And the problem is that I'm a man, I'm a leader, I'm the toxic asshole guy, the tool, right? Because when we go out, right, you expect me to take care of you, right? When we go out, I pay for it, you good. We go to the store, here, here, get some shoes, you good. I got you. But when I tell you to do something, do it. That's the problem. Don't expect me to chase you and beg you and get on my knees, bro. I'm not submissive. I'm dominant. And then what happens is I don't want to be with that. He's he's toxic. He's bad. Your friends tell you he's a bad guy, right? Then you go be with the nice guy and you end up cheating on him or leaving him because he's weak. He don't make you feel nothing. He don't, he don't blow the back. That's the problem. You're the problem. You're delusional. Oh, my God. So you're either laughing or, like, appalled. <laughs> uh, what is there to say i could literally go in there like line by line um my favorite part though is when he's like i'm a leader i'm dominant like who the fuck are you leading a bunch of fucking bitch boys because ain't no woman gonna fucking follow you or like you dominate her like so you're scary the way you talk when i tell you to do something do it um the fuck i promise you you're only leading fucking bitches and I'm talking about, like, men that think like you when I say bitches. Because I've talked about this before, like, with the whole idea of, like, feminine and masculine energy in a relationship together. And how, like, the feminine needs to submit to the masculine energy. But how this all needs to be, like, organic. Nobody's going to submit to somebody that's, like, trying to force them. The only way a feminine energy is going to submit to masculine energy is if you are nurturing and if you are a good decision maker and if you are making her feel safe if you are taking care of things you know like no one in the right mind is going to submit to that type of hostile energy and it's insane that this all started with like a whole like a um, study it was like a book written by this um i don't know if he was a biologist or like some kind of like animal scientist observer person whatever researcher but he wrote a book about um it was a study of like wolves in captivity, studied their behavior and came up with the whole idea of alpha wolves, like the ones like he saw how all the males interacted with each other. And mind you, all these wolves are in captivity. OK, they're from different like wolf packs. They're in a fucking stressful environment. They're not in their natural environment. So he didn't take that into account. So he writes a whole book about how like, oh, the men will always the alpha energy the male dominant energy they're always trying to like you know like be number one and lead the pack blah 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 alpha men like these weirdos ran with it they thought they did something they're like i'm a wolf man i'm a wolf i'm dominant and now you sound fucking stupid because did you ever read the second part where he realized hey they weren't in a natural fucking environment when he studied them in the regular wild, he saw that's not how it is. Usually what it is, it's like the eldest um, wolf or whatever. And it's not even usually a man. It's like usually like a unit. It's like the parents of a family, like mom and dad. They're the alphas. They're the leaders. And if it's like a man, it's never like a hostile thing. He just really just protects them and leads. Like it's not in like this like violent, hostile way. So that's where like all these meninists got it twisted. And that's where this man needs to like sit down and like read for real like calm down because he sounds angry it's embarrassing for him i normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting but skims has changed that you know i love skims underwear so i finally tried their bras and skims has delivered again skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give but what i wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too i've tried so many bras in the past and the main issue that i have is that they weren't supportive enough to the point where they felt slouchy. 
I love my Skims Wireless Form Bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. And then another thing that he fucking talked about that was like hilarious was talking about like, you ain't a queen because you'll never be my mom. You're not my mom. My mom's my queen. She loves me unconditionally. Yes, that's the only time that someone is going to be loved unconditionally is by their mama. Okay. And even then, I don't know who would put up with that. Because if my son was talking like that, I'm not saying I would beat his ass unless he was grown. But, uh. Yeah. And, like, the thing is, like, if your mom's your queen, you're the king. Mm-hmm. Yeah? You see what I'm getting at? Go date her then. Marry her. It's fucking weird. Because, no, no woman should have to love you unconditionally, sir. Like, I hope every woman bounces when she sees how fucking weird you are. Fucking weirdo. Which brings me to the topic of emotional incest and mama's boys, bro. Oh, no. (laughs) So the definition of incest or covert incest, I guess, um, is a type of abuse in which a parent looks to their child for the emotional support that they would that they would be normally provided by another adult. The effects of covert incest on children when they become adults are thought to mimic actual incest although to a lesser degree. So it's actually like an actual like psychological fucked up thing. Like it's sad. Like it's not okay. Like I'm sure there's like degrees. Like if we're talking about like on a spectrum, mama's boy might be like in the middle. Like if we're talking covert incest is on the extreme end, emotional incest. And then we got mama's boy in the middle. And then at the other end is like normal healthy relationship, right? So we're not going to automatically equate mama's boy to covert incest because covert incest is actually like a thing where like you need to get fucking therapy for that shit. So let's kind of just talk about mama's boys, but keep in mind the covert incest because like I said, it's a spectrum and, um, you know, you never know to what degree it is. And either way, it's going to fucking ruin your relationship putting up with someone like this. Ew, there's like, you know, on Google, it has like uh, images on top of like the definition and stuff. There's like one, I think it's a book and it's called Silently Seduced. I'm gonna click it. Oh, yeah. So it's an interview with Kenneth Adams, who helped pioneer and define covert incest. So um, if you want to know more about that, which is really fucked up in like a crazy like thing I saw on TikTok another thing that made me want to like just throw this whole episode together it was like like this is like kind of all over the place everything but it's all tying together right you know what I'm saying so I seen a video I guess it's from a show called um fuck something about mama's boy but it was a video I saw on TikTok people on TikTok like stay posting like full fucking clips from like tv and it's hilarious like i've watched them because it's like one minute clips and people will be like part two part three part four part five like you could almost watch a whole episode on there i don't know how long it stays uh stays up because like copyright issues i'm not sure how that works but um i get sucked into that shit i seen like three parts of this episode right so it's like mama's boy i love a mama's boy or something like that but basically the clip it starts out it's like the girlfriend and her man a quote-unquote just by age not by the way he acts and like they're sitting in front of his mom and I guess they're trying to tell the mom that they're moving out together I don't know if they were both living at the lady's house the mom's house or if it was just the son but um yeah so they're bus moving together and like the son is like so scared to tell her so the girlfriend's like oh my god like just tell her and the mom's like who are you talking to like that friend of me like goes off and she's like get out of here like just talking to this girlfriend like shit and the freaking son is not saying anything it's shocking honestly like i've never seen nothing like this in real life like i've never like dealt with the mama's boy thank god like i had a friend that was dating this dude that was like 
had a weirdly close relationship with like his grandparents and like I felt the frustration for her because she would like tell me that like they hardly spent time together and that she would be like what you doing next week and he'd be like oh blah, blah I'm free on this day and she'd be like cool let's hang out let's hang out and that he would be like oh well actually like I have to see my grandparents I haven't seen them in like a week she was livid and I totally get it like and like what do you even say to that that's like grandparents what are you gonna be like fuck your grandparents no it's weird you can't say anything but that's weird so I can't imagine with like a parent because that's like someone's parent you can't say anything but I would and you should because what the fuck if your partner isn't going to stand up for you to their family whether it's like a sister brother like parent whatever it is like if they're gonna let them talk to you like shit like degrade you like humiliate you I would not put up with that like if you are dealing with the mama's boy your coochie just doesn't dry up like how are you sticking around I'm scared for you like I would be so turned off you but anyway so they end up she the girlfriend ends up telling the mom because he could not spit it out he wasn't standing up for her the mom was like bye 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 get out of here get out of here no he's not going anywhere he's living here forever okay Mm -mm. bye oh my god I saw like three parts of this and someone in the comments was like oh I saw this episode and um she ends up leaving him so that gave me so much relief thank god I think it's on Hulu possibly I'm gonna have to go check out that show because that is like wild so a way that usually like this whole emotional incest thing happens is a uh, triangulation so this is kind of where like say there's three people right it's like the mom the dad and the child so for this example since we're talking mama's boy we're gonna have a son mom dad son so triangulation is where like the mom becomes closer to the son than she is to the dad right so if it's a triangle um i think a sausalis right where it's like the two long sides and the one short side possibly i could be completely wrong so embarrassing but um yeah so say it's two really long sides and then the two sides that are like far away like that side like um they're close together the dots the corners right so that's the mom and the son and the dad is all the way far away at the tippy top that's triangulation and basically it's just a way to like uh, show how fucking close the mom is to the son and basically using him for all the emotional support and how distant the dad is all the way out here when in reality like parents should be the two dots that are closer together the two corners you know that's your partner you should be in it together still like feeding your relationship all that so when you have triangulation and it leads to all this that's where it gets messy so apparently i guess it could also be used for like other types of relationships so like just in psychology like the general definition is um it says is the name for a rather heartless form of manipulation in which one person seeks to control a three-person interpersonal situation for their own benefit it often involves the use of threats of exclusion or strategies that aim to divide and conquer yeah, so it's kind of like you're like probably feeding to your son here, like oh, your dad ain't shit. Like you're my, you're my only true love. And like we see this all the time with like moms that are like weirdly obsessed with their sons. Like my king, I didn't know real love until I had you. Or like women that are like, I just want like a baby to know real love. Like that's not a healthy way to start off a relationship. First of all, nothing wrong with your son being your king. But like if you're already like planning to like pry off his girlfriends or scare them off or like every girl that your son brings around, you're like, mm -mm, ho, whore, hoodrat, not good enough, treating her bad and like trying to turn your son against her. That's triangulation. It's weird. It's a form of emotional incest or a symptom of it. And it's disgusting. It's not healthy and you all should seek therapy. It's weird. And this is usually um, also it can indicate that it, you're dealing with a narcissist like whether it's like the mom or like whoever it is like I don't want to use this to like bash mothers but like let's be real there are crazy fucking moms like have we all seen the Sopranos like that bitch was psycho fuck that bitch Tony Soprano's mom yes like I hated her from the first moment she was introduced yeah, so just be aware of that shit. Once again, I didn't go to school for, like, psychology or none of that. So, like, I don't want to get too much into it. But, you know, always got to throw it out 
just for some awareness because it's scary. All right, so one more thing I want to talk about. I almost forgot, and, like, I was going to put it off till next week, but I just got to talk about it now because this just happened. Um, Summer Walker. If you know, you know. And it's just hilarious because, obviously, last week's episode was on Summer Walker, or Session 32, but Summer Walker. And this week, she went on live on a whole fucking rant. It's like seven minutes. It's fucking hilarious. I do have a clip. I'll show it to you guys in a minute. But real quick, if nobody knows the fucking drama, let me do a little rundown. So obviously, Over It was produced by London, London on the track, right? And they dated, I don't know how it started, but I know he had a baby mama before. He has two other baby mamas forgot their names but she literally names them in the live because she starts off by saying like i'm doing this because i don't have any of your guys's numbers blah, blah, blah so she goes off talking about leave me alone like i'm trying to live my life me and london are done i gave him back like i literally only hit him up when it has to do with our child right because yes she got pregnant by him even though she saw that he was deadbeat dad to baby one and two with his two previous baby mamas which you know no shade to her whatever that was her decision and the thing is that she's fucking rich like she could take care of a baby on her own when it comes to you're not rich maybe make better decisions this is never to victim blame this is just to fucking like tell women like come on come on get it together i love you i want what's best for you and you know when a man ain't shit you know if it's not good don't fucking procreate with this man but anyway, back to Summer Walker. She did because she can afford to. But so she's like had a drama with like the baby mamas. She talks on this live about how she like tried to have like all of them come together, like invite them for like holidays, like Thanksgiving, Christmas, whatever, like to have them all together. How She had London like drive out one of his baby mamas because she wanted to talk to her to like be cool and how the other baby mama was like still trying to fight her and all that. So she was spilling, yo. It was fucking hilarious. And she's just like, low-key so funny like i was cracking up like the way she's just like so fucking like animated with it and all the little moves she was making i was cracking the fuck up but the best part you guys like let me just play this it's fucking weird bro it's obsessive stop the clout chasing let me move on go get you Ooh. calling all hoes calling all hoes one of y'all put that good thing on Put that good thing. Put some, put somebody please put that. Put that on him. Put it on him so he'll leave me alone. Okay, I'm good. I'm dead. Yeah, basically she's just like fucking tired of it. Like apparently she has like a new man and she went on a date. London found out and next day she was getting threats from like either him or his people or whatever. I think he was hitting up, according to her, allegedly he was hitting up her people. Like, oh, if you care about Summer at all, like you you'll keep her away from that man blah 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 so she's like yo it's giving obsessive like move the fuck on like why are you still in my life like you didn't want nothing to do with this so bye like you ain't shit type thing right so then like he on his ig story was talking about like i don't know what she's talking about i never hit up nobody blah 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 talking about oh because she was like i'll give back the car you got me like blah 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 i don't even want it i like my car is paid off because apparently he gave her a car, but, like, it wasn't even paid off while they were together, right? So she was like, I'll give it back. No big deal. And he was like, oh, for someone who likes her shit paid off, like, your ass and titties are still on payment. And I don't know. I don't think it was much of a back and forth. Like, she said what she had to say. She went on her live, and then she, like, did, like, some IG stories about it. And he said that. I haven't kept up since then. But um, basically, this new album is going to be fucking fire, like, she got some drama and summer talking shit. She's going to be in her bag. I can't wait. And um, I'm all about this messy shit. Like, please, let me talk about it. It's fucking hilarious. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to end with that fucking funny-ass clip to just lighten the mood a little bit. In a way, as drama-filled as it is and fucks up, whatever. It's fucking funny, right? But, yeah. I talked about a lot. I feel like I just fucking rambled forever, but hopefully it all tied together and um, you guys could learn something or at least laugh along with me because there was a lot of shit going down on the internet and I had to talk about it. Um, but yeah, don't deal with mama's boys. Love should absolutely 
come with boundaries um bordering conditions i guess i don't know how you want to look at it boundaries are not conditions but basically like you shouldn't love someone no matter what or stay with someone no matter what because you can still love someone and leave them not be with them you know you can definitely love someone and break up with them and then from there you'll heal but you'll know when it's like not meant to be anymore or when it's not safe for you or healthy for you or whatever it is um don't ever fuck with a quote-unquote alpha male because they're not they're just a bitch and uh they don't know anything like they're literally just misogynists trying to like masquerade their like victim mindset as being hard and a fucking provider and a leader like please no you're not and men it's not that you are not loved unless you're providing something it's just that everyone has kind of their set roles but to sit there and act like women don't have to provide anything like that is a fucking fat ass lie because women have to provide a lot they have to give up a lot and i'll talk about all this even more in a marriage episode i got coming up i just want to plan it out better because there's a lot of fucking points i gotta hit but yeah i hope you guys enjoyed the episode once again shout out to wild seven studios for hosting simping after dark and shout out to nightshade collective and just a reminder again go follow amigas the series on instagram you can follow me at ash underscore friday underscore on instagram you can follow simping after dark on instagram at simping after dark also on tiktok and twitter and yeah i'll see you guys next time bye